Um, hi, my name is Kaynette. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, I have uh, been in program where my first meeting was October of 2019. Um, I became abstinent in December of 2019. And from December of 2019 to, uh, I think, May of, like, two years, May of 2021, I've lost 118 pounds and have been able to maintain my weight loss um, since then. Um, so before OA, I was there, I was in, I know a lot of us share how we were in such a miserable state. Um, I was 279 pounds in my low 30s, um, two kids, um, you know, and I wasn't there for them. I wasn't, I wasn't a good mom. I wasn't a good wife. I did the bare minimum. I like how step one says, excuse me, that our lives have become unmanageable. And for me, I thought that I had everything else under control, you know, in life. But then I had to look at things and see that I didn't. I was just getting by. Um, I just remember episodes where I was so, I, I'm a binge, I was a binger and a secret eater. And it was to the point where my son, who's now 15, had to go to the grocery store with me just to make sure I made right choices. I remember, like, buying food and eating it like it was a three-minute drive from the grocery store to my home, and I would binge on it completely. It was just a, a, a huge amount of food. Um, there's been times where I've hidden food in my car. And it, it's the wonderful thing about children are they so honest, and they will catch me every time, you know. And I remember the last time I had stuck something underneath the driver's seat of my car, and my daughter was being nosy, and she found it, and she pulled it out. And uh, my son looked at me and just shook his head and said, oh, mom, oh, mommy, you know, as if he was saying why. And I remember being at um, a doctor's office, and I saw the pamphlet, about OA, and they had little tags at the bottom, you know. And I pulled a tab, went to OA.org. There was a questionnaire, and I filled it out, answered yes to most of it, you know, and they, I went from there to find a meeting. At that time, in 2019, we had the in-person meeting. It was one right up the street, and I've been hooked ever since. Um, what I was going to do real quickly is just kind of use the steps to go through my journey. So we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. And like I was just saying, I knew I was powerless. I mean, it got to the point I was just ridiculous. And I was so miserable and I was so grumpy, you know, at work. And then um, I was mean to my coworkers. Everybody walked on eggshells. I've always been very territorial about food. So um, when someone would eat my stuff, I would lose it. So, but I knew I was powerless. I knew I needed to do something. You know, because I never admitted, like, I was, that I was a compulsive overeater. People, my coworkers would watch me just binge right in front of them, you know. Um, but I never would admit it. I never said anything. And no one ever said anything to me until I worked these steps and I was able to admit that I had a problem. But that, well, I was talking about that our lives had become a manageable. You know, I was just like the OA 12 and 12 said, were you just getting by? Were you just doing the bare minimum? 
And I was in life, just doing a bare minimum because I was so sluggish, so lazy, so tired that I didn't want to put effort. Especially like spending time with kids, I would yell at them and be grumpy because I didn't have the energy to do so. And then two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And I knew, you know, I I would say I'm a very religious person. I, you know, have a higher power I call God. You know, I knew there was something out there that, you know, that was bigger than me, and that could restore me. So I don't want to say these steps were some easier than others, but I was able to catch on to certain ones, and this was one. This one made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him was tricky, was a tough one for me. Even though I'm religious and I go, you know, um, to my church and everything, I had a hard time with this step. This step took me the longest to jump over because just turning my will, you know, my actions and my ability over to God as I understood him was just, I, I, you know, I just thought I was doing everything in my own will. I was trying to run my life the way I wanted to. You know, I was the actor of my own show, you know, because I'm very impatient. I don't have time to wait on my higher power. So I try to fix things on my own, but looking back before the steps, I was not doing a very good job, not at all. So it took me a while, but I did come to the point where I had to turn it over. I had to just surrender because what I was doing wasn't working. So four made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. This one was a scary step for me. Um, I've noticed or in my experience, you know, there have been people who start this step and they end up losing abstinence. And uh, for me, it, it, you know, it was very emotional, you know, digging out all these things. I had suppressed things that I never dealt with before. I was teasing my sponsor saying, this is better than therapy. You know, because just pouring it all out there, it you know, it was scary. But and then even with step five, admitting it to God to ourselves and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs, that was even four and five, both scary, scary. But when I did these two steps, it kickstart my program. It uh, gave me freedom. It gave me relief. It helped me to look at myself in a different way. You know, especially admitting it to God. Um, one of the ideas that my sponsor had me do with this step was five. When it comes to admitting it to yourself and to God, is to look in the mirror, read off your fourth step, and speak it. Say it out loud as if you're talking to your higher power, but you're also looking at yourself. And that helped me be, be, to be more prepared when I admitted it to another person. And then as I did step four, I realized and things popped up in step six, my character defects. We're entirely ready to, for God to remove all these defects of character. And seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. You know, this is another thing I struggle to this day thinking that it's my will and it's up to me to remove my character defects. And I have to remember that God removes these character defects. But four helped me as I was going through all this inventory stuff it helped me, like my defects popped out, things that I found in common. One of them is fear of uncertainty. I'm very controlling. Like I saw these things pop out of my step four. And so I just have to remember the step seven prayer, you know, um, my creator, 
You know, I, um, you should have all of me. Sometimes I say the good, bad, and the ugly in my prayer, <laughs> and that you should remove all these defects of character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and others, you know. So I try to pray that every day. And then eight and nine made a list of all the persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all and make direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. This was another a scary step because, I mean, listing them, at first I was like, oh, I don't have any beef with anyone. I don't have any problems. But as I started listing these, I was like, wow, I got a lot of people that I've hurt and a lot of different things that I've done. And then I did go ahead and try to make as many direct amends as I could, shaking and shaking the whole time when I'm making these phone calls. Um, my mom, my dad passed away, you know, before I started, and so I was able to do a letter to him and put it in his urn. Um, so, and my sponsor was a big help with that. And then Chan continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. You know, I do a, I try to do a ten step, you know. I do a nightly inventory, which is kind of 11, step 11. But I, you know, I do like to try to do some form of inventory every night, you know, to kind of look at my day and see what I've done wrong and be more than willing to admit it, you know, and to recognize it. So I, you know, I try to do my 10, 11, and 12 are like maintenance steps to me. So and then 11 is my hardest one that I struggle with at this moment. Soft through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Prayer and meditation. Um, if, you know, anybody feel free to reach out to me or just, you know, keep me in their prayers. I struggle with prayer and meditation so much. And I know this is a spiritual program, you know, and um, a spiritual solution to all this. And so I know it's very important, but I can't seem to get my – I want to do it in the morning, first thing, and I can't seem to get myself – to drag myself out of bed and do these things. I mean, I pray and I, you know, and everything, but I want to do it first thing to start my day. I used to do, like, one awakening from the big book, kind of read that through. I have an app that has all those prayers, and I will read through that to kickstart my day. But I struggle. Sometimes I don't get to my meditation till later. I try. I feel like sometimes something is better than nothing, but I do agree with many people that doing it in the morning is a great way to start your day. So, but I know like um, praying only for his will for us, you know, not my will, but his will and the power to carry out his will. So I just asked for thoughts there for me. And in step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Right now, I do quite a bit of service. Right now, I chair my Monday, my home meeting. They're doing Zoom right now. So um, I, I'm chairing this month. I, I try and I've chaired before. I'm a part of my, I'm a secretary in my intergroup. Um, you know, I have sponsees. I'm not afraid to tell my story. You know, um, at work, people watched me lose this weight, and they've watched me not only lose the weight, but my whole character change. If someone eats my food now, I don't flip out. You know, I try to keep a smile on my face. I have more energy and be I'm – I'm an occupational therapy assistant. I work in the therapy department. So I have to be very creative in my interventions to help patients get better. 
And before, I didn't have the energy to do it. But now I am more creative. I'm happier. I have joy. You know, my abstinence is not perfect, you know, and I have my days and my ways. But I am blessed from 2019 now to have back-to-back abstinence where I haven't relapsed on my um, trigger foods um, or my binge. I haven't binged or done any secret eating. Been close. I've had been on the wire, but I've been able to maintain but um, I had to learn not to get so prideful either because, you know, the Lord giveth and the Lord take it away, you know, and it can be gone in a minute. You know, you can relapse in a hot minute. And I never realized I was an emotional eater until this program. So I try, I've learned to be more aware, um, to feel my feelings and be ahead of the game so that I don't binge and I don't run to the food when I'm stressed tired, you know, the halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. And so, um, you know, I I just try to live my program one day at a time, um, and it's all I can do. Um, I am grateful for OA. Um, At first I was like, I don't want to put OA before my higher power, but I had to realize it was my higher power who gave me OA because it's the only thing that works. I've tried many diets. I even did, like, this cream, like, clay cream that you're supposed to put on your belly, you know, to help you lose body, the body fat, and um, and all different crazy weird stuff. You know, I even started one plan that actually worked. I had lost 35 pounds in like four or five months. But then as soon as I went back to a trigger food celebrating, um, I was uh, renewing my vows, and I took a bite of something, a trigger food of mine, I just binged all over again. Not only did I gain that 35 pounds back, but then I gained way more and went to the highest weight I've ever been. And so um, so I just, I thank God for OA. I thank God for um, the people that have supported me, my OA members along the way. I'm thankful for you guys um, allowing me to share my uh, experience, strength, and hope in my story. Um, and I just, I'm just so thankful. I never thought I'm still in awe. Sometimes I look at myself and I am just still in shock on the miracle that has been that has performed. I never thought in a million years I would have lost 118 pounds. I never thought in a million years that I would have been so much joy. Um, I was very suicidal, been um, in and out of um, mental health hospitals. I do have bipolar too, but I and I take my medicine. I don't want to say OA is. Um, you know, the absolute cure. If you have mental health issues or anything like that, I would, you know, still take your, you know, do what you need to do. But it's kept me so, like, I've not had to see my counselor very much since I started OA. And um, like I said, it doesn't work. Thank you. And um, I'm not saying it works for everybody, but this is just my story. And, um, I like. I remember my um, my sponsor always says when she did her lead, "This is my story, and I'm sticking to it." And so this is my story, and I'm sticking to it. And I am Kanet and compulsive overeater. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so much, Kana, for being our speaker tonight and sharing your story and your experience, strength, and hope with us. We really appreciate it. Um, Before we go, 
can or before you go, can you give us a topic um to share on tonight? Oh, yes, and then actually I forgot to leave my contact information and I am willing to do so. Is that okay? Yeah, go right ahead and then I'll stop the recorder because I forgot to. <laughs> yeah, go I, I was going to, I didn't mind putting it on the recording. I am uh, KNET, I'm Eastern Standard Time, and my phone number is 419-490-1548. And did you say you're Eastern? Yes. Okay, thank you so much.